to this day, I feel like we're still honestly plagued by a problem that has been a current and we've been aware of for decades. And it always made more incredulous and hard to deal with because of the nature of the social web. The social web has made it so hard for us to accept what we're supposed to be like inside the gym, physically how we're supposed to look. We're always comparing ourselves to others, and it's really made things difficult for us. So how do we get through it? There's always, there's never going to be a point where we're going to be without social media going forward. You're always going to be able to develop some level of FOMO just by scrolling across your feed. We need to solve for X and figure out how social comparison, the ego of comparison, especially when it comes to socials. And man, I guess in a way, if you let it get to you, you could be really amazed that this is still a problem after all of these years. But look. Establishing value, thinking about how you're going to put your phone down and unplug, all of these are going to be means that we get past the sticking point of the ego. I'm Johan, and this right here is Ego Killer. Welcome to yet another episode where we're trying. We're trying to peel back another layer of the human condition. I guess it could be a little sticky, but we got to peel. We got to figure out what makes each other tick, basically what makes me tick. You figure out what you tick. We meet in the middle. This is a show where we can kind of understand how ideas converge and we become better stewards for ourselves with actionable, relatable, repeatable tips on how to get through. So one, I wanted to think more about this topic because I've had the opportunity to train more and more privately over time for a long time. I didn't get a chance to do that, and it's been it's been it's been a reprieval of something that I built my entire adult career around, which is just hanging out with you guys, throwing weight around the room, you know, chopping up game, chopping up training, chop about chopping up lifestyle behavior change. Me just knowing too much about what you do on Monday through Friday, right? Or me being the one person that you see reliably two times a week. And you just thought, you like, who else do you get to see as much as this face right here? You know what I mean? Like, not your mom's, right? It's just me and your boyfriend. Me and your girlfriend. Like, that's what I always think about sometimes. I get, I get the pleasure of seeing people a lot. Let's just take two years. I see you every day for two years. They're family members I haven't seen for years. Um... And so I get to clock your behaviors. I get to see what makes you tick. And it's, I'm not going to lie. It's kind of a little bit disheartening when I see you compare yourself to something that is unrealistic. Especially when it comes to the body image type of thing. And it is a little bit kind of down. Makes me feel a little bit heavy. Because I know that there is no changing it. Especially when I offer some of the silver lining you know what I'm saying? To try and get you guys to snap out of it. You know? You know, you want to, you drop down to a size, you know what I'm saying? 15 if you're a woman. 14, sorry. If you're a woman. And like, that's still not good enough. But you were a size 20. What? That's great. Or, you know, you have vacation coming up. So your job, your onus, your goal is to get big. Okay? What? What? How is that going to make your vacation better? I'm trying, if you're trying to catch. You're trying to go to the beach and catch, right? And you're going to have that 
you're gonna have your shirt off then yeah i guess it would make the most marginal of difference but i feel like at that point if you're trying to catch and your whole goal is to go to miami beach and catch right you're, you're looking for some talent and your goal is to get big in the gym also, if you think that that's going to put you over the edge, I'm assuming there's going to be alcohol involved, at minimum. And in which case, maybe with a consumption, enough consumption of that alcohol, you won't need to be big. <laughs> My point is just, I've been doing this a long time, and I'm trying to ramp up to the to the stage of this episode where I talk about how we're going to get past the ego of comparison. All right, so we're going to define it first to where I'm going to be able to say we can do this. But over time, it's like it becomes harder and harder to get to a stage where this disappears. And that's because the social web has become integral in our daily life, more so in the way that we look at the outside world. It becomes this window, right, instead of the old I'm going to look out the window and see my neighbor coming home and, oh, shoot, he got some new kickers. They look good. Look like he's moving up in the world. He's got some wingtips or red bottoms. Looks like he's doing pretty well, right? Oh, they're getting that new Samsung, you know, appliances. They must be doing pretty well for themselves. Ooh, she's an artist. Look like she could paint. Look at that. Looking at the Joneses has never been more easy because you got a window in your pocket right now. And unfortunately, it's like the Joneses. It'd be like it'd be like if the Joneses only brought home Picassos and you were like, hey, looks like they're doing pretty well. Right. Meanwhile, when you're not looking in the real world, they're bringing in the Picassos in the front door and then <laughs> leaving the price tag on, carrying them out the back so nobody can see them take it back. This is like what social media has become. It's become you bringing the Picassos in the front door to show off. Meanwhile, you return them, sneaking them out the back door. I get to see what you're doing in fitness. I get to see what kind of workouts you're performing. I get to see your boxing and kickboxing technique, and I get to rate it off top more importantly as a someone that wants to train with a coach or want to get into kickboxing boxing yoga i want to get into my body weight i want to get into my my running i'm on my goggins i can take out i can take out the window to your soul right i could take out my phone right now and see and say this is how it's supposed to be done and I start to compare at the ego level, which is a very low vibrational level. This is a level that is only concerned with distraction and comparison, with comfort, with judgment. I start to look at you across the way and say, oh, you're doing it right. Therefore, I'm not. Oh, you look cracking and, you know, you got on the shoes you got on the you got the hair looking right your body image is on 10 you feel good about yourself because you're putting it out there on socials meanwhile you might end up sitting here being like i don't look like that i feel like crap and it is something that i feel like we're failing at solving so many this um uh, studies, so many studies. You could point to abnormal psychology in 2019, 
reporting a significant increase in depressive episodes amongst young adults that have gone up more than doubling from 09 to 17, right? Maybe not explicably or intrinsically linked with social media, we can draw that close correlation to what it is, especially when we talk about suicide rates, right? In younger girls, especially. We can talk about 2016's computer and human behavior, right? Higher levels of depression, higher levels of angst in younger people, right? I feel like all the time because you're using your cell phone and all of the apps literally make you wait <laughs> as you're using and they never run smoothly anybody that's been on um social media back in the 90s was an aol chat room there's an aol chat right all of that to dial up and get into your aol anyone that's been in mmo gaming back in the 90s knows what someone who is going about 10 seconds from rage quitting acts like and what do they act like the most anxious human in the world right if you've been gaming on computers or in general since the 90s but you've been doing it mostly on computer games you're not surprised that these things can cause higher levels of depression and anxiety. We can also point to 2016's body image that says there's a relationship between body image concerns. And that's what we're really going to get into. All right. We're going to get into the ego of comparison, which is the tendency for folks to measure self-worth, success, and happiness based on the comparisons of others. That is curated and idealized inside the world of social media. All right. It's a constant evaluation of your own self-worth, appearance, experience, how you're supposed to move, how you're supposed to perform, how, how far out your chest is supposed to be, how you're supposed to act, what's acting right and wrong. And on one hand, you do get to see the good. On the other side, you do see all the deleterious effects. So on one hand, you do the, you do the Jerry Springerfication of people who act stupid on socials. At least I got it better than them. Right? And I have a small theory about that. But we do that, right? We get to see, oh, I think we buy in because we have that small chance of seeing that we're doing infinitely better than you who glues her hair with Gorilla Glue thinking that it's Activator. Shit don't move, right? We're saying we buy into these processes with the hopes that Jerry Springerification is going to pop up. And I'm going to look at you and be like, you're failing at life. I'm doing good. Meanwhile, in order to get to that one outlier that can't tell the difference between cement glue. <laughs> I'm picking on her. I'm sorry. That one person that's just fumbling everything right can't mess up a cup of coffee we have to scroll through 10,000 examples of how we're not moving correctly co-signed by beverage companies right energy drink companies small ones too so it ain't even like you're getting the full deluge of a red bull commercial oh i'm being influenced right now i'm watching the super bowl you expect to be advertised to but no on a smaller scale, right? It's just some startup over in San, Santa Rosa that 
they're making their own natural energy drinks, right? Natural energy drinks with kombucha, you know, lace drinks coming straight out the earth, right? This is where George Lucas used to like pee or something. I don't I'm sorry, but this is <laughs> this speaks to the holistic naturalistic nature of what we got going on, the organic twist in nutrition. And and this is just this is this is a place where on socials you get all of these messages thrown at you and then at the end of the day you might feel like you're missing out and lacking a sense of self-compassion for yourself. And so we want to get back to how we're going to we're going to build ourselves back up. There is no point in relying on what isn't going to change for us. We need to bounce back, get back to the stage where healthy action is in place and you could do that and you don't have to throw your phone out the window. So here's what I'm going to tell you guys to do, right? At the end of every ego killer, go to the gym more and get tougher. That's it, right? That's the cure all for everything. Go to the workout more and build resiliency. That seems to cure everything. Eat your vegetables and go to bed on time. But real talk, what we need to do is establish an awareness for the age that we do live in. If you're like me, if you're anywhere near to my age or older, you sought out information in the side of the pages of men's health, men's fitness, women's running, bodybuilding.com, women's health, muscle and fitness, goes on and on. And if you're old enough, you probably got a chance to write in to one of these experts and they put your name inside of a little column with the explanation on why you should be taking whey versus casein protein in your everyday. And that was how we all received our information at one point. The other way, which was actually more of a primordial type way, right, was you just ask the biggest person in the gym. You ask the most lean, aesthetically pleasing looking person for all of the secrets, all the arcane little tips of how they're rocking a six pack. How do you get diesel, ma'am? Well, the broad shouldered, all too gregarious, happy minded, lifer, bodybuilding weightlifter woman would spit game right at you, right? She'd lace you with all these good tales of what to do before what and what to eat after you do arms, how to build thickness versus how to build back strength or width. Then after that, it would be, let's go get our juices together. And all of a sudden, you were the consult of someone really strong who is, again, Happy to share the ropes with you if you're willing to do the work. Chances are you weren't really willing to do the work, most of us. So we still sought the consult. Those people who were in the gym every day knew that. And they were too happy to at least point you in the right direction. That became trainers, right? That became coaches. And then gym culture metastasized and grew from there. For me personally, one of my first mentors, I went up to her and I asked her, you know, tell me, lace me with game. Kick me down some fitness game, and she did. She was a nice woman. She had a thick accent. I believe she was from South America. And she told me, off top, it was nothing but truths. All right? Day one, 
here I am, a little puppy. I'm going up to her. I'm like, can you tell me how this thing's supposed to go? Because I'm hurting, right? Didn't get any clients, wasn't making any money. And she was like, yo, it's going to take you a while, but you're supposed to care about the people that you train. And once everybody sees that you do, more people will seek you out. And it took me like three weeks to even gather that. Because the first information I received when I got up inside the gym and I put on my dry fit shirt and my nipples were poking through that thing, it was like, money. Hello, money. How are you going to money? Have you trained her for money? What about him for money? And all I could think about was, wait, what? I need to, you know, close three deals to make goal. And my goal was, you know, $3,000 a month. And then lost in all this lost in all these stories was how the hell do I help people? And then so she goes, listen, Padawan, this stuff is going to take you a while, young neophyte. You need to sit there and build yourself. You need to actually help. And then when other people see that you can help them, they're going to turn to you for deeper, deeper truths about this fitness right here. And it was refreshing for me that she shared all this information. It was refreshing because I thought I got into this to make money second. And everybody was talking money first. How does that work when I'm trying to help you? If I'm trying to help you and all I can think, you know, your face turns into a bag of money. I can't really then hear what you have to say, right? It instead has to do with how hard I'm going to work the system to churn clients over and over so I can hit that goal. And keep everybody else off my back. She was a great lady. Um, that's where I got my first name. She was ripped. She's a professional bodybuilder. She actually hung out with Nasser El Son Body. I don't know if they were friends back in the old country or what, but she had many pictures. She like knew him well. She had pictures. She showed me her and Nasser. Look up Nasser. Uh, you know, rest in peace. But she was the first one to show a young trainer, a very young trainer, the ropes inside the box gym and the rest is really history because that's what we all did all right we sought out the one who knew more eventually those companies that i talked about those magazines they sought those people out more too they're like hey you got a six-pack and just crazy striation of your shoulders and chest come here let me give you a little bit of something for your information put your information in this magazine now we have the the advent of influencing then the other magazine comes along oh you got that information i'll give you a little bit of more money give me some of that information how about this you give me a secret you didn't give them oh cold water works better than warm water and rehydrating your body don't worry about that science what does science have to do with any of this this is fitness not science <laughs> just does cool got it bet you over there fitness influencer looks great in a cut off tee and some leggings right Right, fellas? Right, ladies? <laughs> Who wears leggings more? What information can you share? And that culture began. Sooner or later, it transformed once more into being, instead of magazines and print, it was online. And if I'm a company and I'm located, you know, in, you know, Santa Rosa somewhere, Marin, and I have my own energy drink, organic energy drink company and i'm trying to i'm cranking out that good energy drink with them real from the soil you know that earth from the turf right 
minerals from Marin County. Tupac used to walk on these grounds, and we've saved the soil. Tupac and George Lucas, and we've saved the soil, and we're putting this into our energy drink. Now, we have the best stuff ever, but there's so many energy drinks. I need someone to corroborate my claim. You, beautiful person with the infectious information on fitness, can you help me sling my Tupac drink, right? And so influencers, media, and culture starts to take off. And what you then have is many smaller companies, not just the huge ones, right? There ain't no Red Bull giving the bag to some, you know, fitness influencer unless they're trying to infiltrate a little bit. Smaller companies start giving the bag to influencers who simply look amazing on their socials the problem is i have to now as a client or someone who is not so sure about myself look through your social feed and i look at you you're trying to get the bag you're there to get the bag you're also inspiring you're inspiring swaths of people at a time with your you know bunch of followers left and right no matter what you do you're doing the thing it doesn't matter whether the information you sell out shell out works for everybody you're an inspiration and that's a very good thing what we look for from influencers is something to grab onto something to hold onto something that gives us some grounding foundational information but we forget that there's 10 20 giving the same information competing right competing for the eyes the attention of that company that's going to hand out the bag and now maybe I want to be a fit influencer. And, yo, I look good in some board shorts. I look good in board shorts. Put me in a pair of. And I'm going to go out there and try and secure my own bag and try to attract them. Maybe now the information starts to get a little diluted and we're not really sure who's giving out correct information. At the end of the day, if I am an influencer and I'm doing a proper job of inspiring rather than thinking selfishly about my own bag, I can say that I'm doing maybe a net positive because someone with a ton of followers inspiring in the most trite, you know, plain type of way, like go work harder. That is epically more consistent and better than if it didn't exist, right? These influencers are not bad people. Right, But what happens is we start to forget that the information that we receive, if I'm a client or a customer, looking for life-changing moves, it isn't always geared that way. The information isn't ready for me. All right, So there's a lot going on with the influencer culture. And so you got to really be on point with picking out what's in front of you. And to combat the digital wave, we're going to figure it all out. All right? And now for the get tougher part of your program, right? Now for the part where we start to think about how we're going to just get tougher. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, what did 99% of the coach's information that you got when you played young sports? I played Pop Warner, for example. Um, you could have played anything because even the cheerleaders were getting it. Coaches just told them basically get tougher, right? At the end of the day, like, yeah. 
you know, break off your route early and come back to the football. No, just get tougher. <laughs> so here's the part where we talk about those strategies, right? We're going to talk about it. It's easy to swipe and sift and go from left to right on the screen. Influencer after influencer that's given us so much information. It's a deluge of information, in fact. It's too much. And it starts to shape the way that you guys might feel about yourself and the information that you gather, which one is right, which one is wrong, because that's social information. It's made. It's made to be a form of instant gratification that loops back on itself, all right? Trust me, as a former cigarette smoker, right? And not even former, just a current quitter, it's the truth. The only thing stopping cigarette smokers from quitting is simply this. You think it's some hardwiring, you know, hormone? No, it's just the next cigarette. That's it. Basically, you smoke to prevent withdrawals. The way that algorithms work, right? The way that social media works, right? It's, it's basically just the goal is to keep you there until you buy something. And so when you're looking for fitness information, especially, it can be very, very hard. And then we start to see these body images of folks who are mostly rightfully looking for the bag. And it starts to wear away at what we need from it. Think about it when you're on socials, what you're there for, all right? Think about what you're there for. Think about why you're looking. There's nothing wrong with sifting and swiping and, and, and you know, left, right, up, whatever, to the, next, to the next thing. But thinking about it, setting time limits is very good to get out of the ego of comparison, right? The ego of comparison. Thinking about unplugging altogether, giving yourself a little bit of time to move away and diddly detox, right? Not even for all month, but just for a little bit of time, short periods. Please give it up for a little bit. Don't even trip. Don't worry about it. You need to go ahead and drop that thing off. Just drop it off. There is no net negative in your life. Unless it is your source of literal income to you just not being on socials for a second, for even a short period of time. Studies say happiness goes up, improved focus, reduce of stress goes up when we start to think about socials and taking a break from it. There is absolutely nothing but net positive from taking breaks. We want to think about boundaries too, right? When you guys are over there eating or whatever, make sure that you're just not even on on your device at all. It's not even close to you. Think about it when you're driving. You can't use your phone when you're driving. Some of you might try to, but mostly you can't, right? Unless you have one of the semi-autonomous cars, then you, of course, find it nearly impossible to not be staring at an iPad, no matter what you're do, 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 no matter what you're doing, right? It's beeping. It's telling you what to do. But by and large, thinking about authenticity. One of the coolest things about us are our giant these giant mammalian brains we have stored away in the flesh vessel that makes me me, that makes you guys you guys. Like we have these huge primate 
mammalian primate brains and somewhere indigenous, endogenous, <laughs> both to our huge neural networks is the ability to suss out truths from lies. We're able to do that. Some of us are even called truth wizards, right? These are people who are gifted with the ability to tell a liar from, um, from, from a not liar. Some of you are truth wizards. Apparently, it's very rare. But by and large, as people, we are gifted with the ability to say, oh, he's, he lies all the time. This dude over here, every time he opens his mouth, you know it's about to be a boatload of lies. Dude drops lies, right? Like dogs drop lice or fleas. If they drop lice, that might be a problem. We are able to tell, especially when those lies become something of a ominous effect or some kind of danger that threatens the tribal makeup of me and my family, you and yours, the cohesion that we have together is threatened. Every time old boy opens his mouth, he tends to be a liar. Every time she talks, she's gossiping, she's making up stories, she's a liar. And so we're actually capable of sussing out authenticity when there is a miasma of maybe, right? There's a miasma of I don't know what's true and what isn't. What's a tall tale and what wasn't. We're able to, from genetics, just kind of get the, we get that little itch, right? We get the itch underneath the third left rib. We're like, mm, that didn't feel right. That's us. That's our genome saying something doesn't, the ring of truth isn't there. And so that's the first thing we got to do when we start thinking about reflecting when we're looking through socials, when we're looking through someone else's online presence, when we look at our own, it's establishing a sense of authenticity to who we might be. And yes, again, if you're looking to make the bag on socials, maybe this isn't your first order of business, right? Maybe you have two accounts. One's the truth account, one's the bag account. But like uh, Kevin Gates got two phones. So... Um, it's about detecting authenticity and last it's about, it's about your value system, the value system that you have, right? Reflecting on your values will also help you dictate your online activities. There is evidence that people curate their presence to reflect their authentic selves. And if you reflect what you're really looking for online when you're on socials you're actually not going to be falling into the trap of comparison overall so it's all about your own value system if i think that it's valuable that i not just look for one type of advice on my fitness i'm going to look for many it can help me kind of help me steer away from comparisons when those comparisons go south right when they're to the negative and that's really what i want for you guys is to really stop comparison comparison don't comparison yourself anymore stop the comparisons and make sure that you are a man or woman of great virtue all right next time on ego killer next time we're gonna talk different get tougher <laughs> And go work out. No, we'll talk a little bit more about 
peeling back. We'll peel back another layer. How about that? Let's peel back another layer the next time we talk. All right. But this one, we'll steer away from comparisons so that the ego can rest easy. And you guys rest easy too. All right. And I'll see you on the next one. Stay all the way up.